Hello, everybody. This is Zach Smith again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley, and it's an honor and a privilege to have the drummer of what I know to be the best tribute band that I've ever heard anywhere. That's probably because I'm a little partial to the music they play. They are a tribute band to Genesis, uh, my favorite band ever, and I am talking with the man who does those iconic drum licks um, in that band. Their band is called Abacab, named after the famous album and song by Genesis. I am talking to my friend, Mr. Matthew Hedrick. Thank you so much for being with me, Matt. Greetings, my friend, Zach. It is an honor to have you here, and it's an honor to, to have a chance to talk with you. Um, you are based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, correct? That's right. Is that where you make your home? Yes, I, uh, I'm a native of North Carolina, born in Winston-Salem. Uh, we could, my wife, Sandy, and I call it our Beverly Hillbillies moment. We moved to California, mm-hmm. uh, Orange County, in mm-hmm. 1995, where our children were born and relocated to Charlotte for a job transfer in 2006. And Charlotte, you know, for reasons I think you've already witnessed that, like those guys in Abacab and this whole, I have lots of communities out in addition to the music community, but just the music camaraderie in Charlotte and the scene here that those guys have turned me on to. Uh, it's, this is my home and probably forever my home. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there is, there is such a thing still as being proud of being from the South. I think. Yep. Um, yep. And I joke we never flew a Confederate flag over our over our capital of North Carolina, so I've got something to hold my head about. Like uh, and, and being a Southerner, I can pick on us. So yeah. exactly, exactly. And uh, speaking of flying a Confederate flag, I met you a year ago. <laughs> In Saltville, Virginia, of all places, when yeah. you were invited to play uh, in the Genesis Tribute Band with the great folks of Abacab, who are all my friends, by the way, I'm happy to brag about. Uh, when you all played the Labor Day Festival last year at Saltville, and uh, a friend of mine called me and said, you're not going to believe this, but there is a Genesis tribute man playing in Saltville this weekend. And I said, what? He said, yep, a Genesis and then a U2 tribute band playing in Saltville. And I said, they're playing in Saltville and we can't get anything like that in Whitville. But uh, my wife, I told my wife about it. My daughter and I, of course, really wanted to go. Uh, we had a very magical father-daughter moment. Well, actually, a magical moment for all three of us to see Genesis in Charlotte on November 20th, 2021. The, the now iconic picture that you see on my Facebook of Bella and I wearing our Genesis masks. You can see this huge smiles underneath our masks. Even though we're wearing masks, you can see that we're beaming. Uh, you were at that concert as well, right? Yeah, there's, um, and we've already exchanged this story. Uh, Pete, Cliff, and I had second row tickets mm-hmm. at that show. Mm-hmm. And 
my wife and older daughter were there and, and my younger daughter, I got to see them. I think it was the night before in Raleigh. So I got to experience mm-hmm. it with the whole family. I've got to send this to you. There's a friend of us that were, of ours that was standing in the, um, um, it was upper level of a higher end of the lower section. He could, he, he took a video of this. I think it was during cinema show. Uh, and just the, the three of us are just like air drumming and just going ballistic. You could see it from, from up above us just going nuts. So, and, uh, I don't know if I told you this, I also had the, uh, and this is a good segue. There's someone I wanted to mention that I think you already know. I had the good privilege of seeing the very last Genesis show in London. Um, which again, you and I have something in common that you thought you were going to see Westville College show ever in New York. Right. But at that last London show, I met a lady named Tracy Baker and I was going to mention her name to you yep. today because I think your story, your personal story and the threat of Phil Collins is something that you have in common with her. And lo and behold, I noticed that you're at least connected on social media. Yep. So, uh, that's where that's, I, I, I'd actually met Tracy earlier virtually and met her in person in London and we've struck up a friendship and, and supported her cause. So what, what do you know about Tracy? I have shared my story with Tracy. Uh, okay. I was going to do it. You beat me to it. I was like, Oh, you got to hear Zach's story. <laughs> well, well do it anyway and see if, and see if you're connect because, uh, uh, Tracy, I've, I've, I've shared my story and she knows, that my goal, when I hit 1,000 columns, however a long shot it is, is to try to get Phil to talk to me on the phone for my 1,000th column because wow. I'm only going to hit 1,000 once. So yep. she promised to help me if she was ever in a position to do so. However, yeah. I, I am a part of her cause um, of getting Phil Collins in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, yep. as a solo artist, which he is every video you see is put together on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the inductees say that Phil is the number one most ignored and the most deserving yep. to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, yep. I have my opinions about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and politi- similar to mine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the the political part of who's in it and who's not in it. Um, John Wayner's fault. He was the one that kept Rush out all those years. Well, there's... And, yeah. I mean, the queen of rock and roll barely got in before she died just this year. Tina Turner was inducted in 2021. And even at that point, she was too sick to go to Cleveland or wherever they went to accept it. She accepted it virtually from her home in Switzerland. That was my very first concert. So when you see that as your first concert, and I ended wow. up, I ended up thankfully in a career that has allowed me to experience a lot of live entertainment, or at least to talk about the live entertainment that I've seen. She really set that bar, and then to see, I mean, I never dreamed, I because I just, you know, with my limitations and. Mm-hmm. And my, my physical limitations, my financial limitations, I thought that $130 in 2007 was just, not to mention the gas to drive to D.C. was yeah. m- was more than I uh, could afford at that time. 
little did I know that I would be spending twice that and driving that anyway, just uh, to see Phil in, in 2019 and then and then and then again for Genesis in 2021. But I know now why I didn't get to do that because God said you're going to have a little girl one day that loves Genesis as much as you do and you're going to be able to take her and you're going to experience that together along with your wife and the three of us I mean that show in November was the best show that we've ever seen anywhere ever I mean Phil you know I I wonder if if you're if we you know I wonder if without your daughter, we'd be having this conversation today because it was your daughter at that Saul show, Saul show that we were playing. And when Pete noticed how into it she was, and then, you know, you, you've told this story before we interviewed Pete, you know, yeah. he the microphone. I just, I just wonder if, you know, we would have gotten to know you if, if, if your daughter hadn't been there and really drawn that attention from us. Well, so. I mean, I I like to think not because I like to think that everybody is drawn to her and the fact that she was wearing Genesis and being eight years old and into Genesis, I think yeah. is just the coolest, sweetest thing in the world. And I, I don't understand why everybody in the world doesn't say that she's the sweetest, the smartest, the cutest, <laughs> the most wonderful little girl there ever was. But I know I certainly do. And uh, and uh, Pete and the guys certainly felt that way, but yeah. in, you know it's it's I'm I'm a little um, you know for anybody that doesn't know me I'm it's a little hard for me not to stand out. You don't you don't meet a lot of people <laughs> with golf carts attached to their behind. So <laughs> with the fact that I was that I was sitting in the front row with the Genesis stuff and. Hollering out, this is what year this came out, and uh, or bantering back and forth with Cliff, arguing about what year, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, we we might have we might have still met up, but I think that I think that Bella was Bella was the center of that for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like your golf cart analogy. Yeah. Um, but you know, just to say it, um, yeah. clearly, you may have stood out to that reason when we were standing on stage, mm. but the minute the minute we started speaking, right, your the common interest that we have, our yep. common enthusiasm for this music. Um, yep. I mean, I just, your personality, you know, just jumped out of me where I'm like, this is, just to say, if you were not a Phil Collins fanatic and have all the other um, interesting Thank thoughts and, and artistic talents that you have, you know, I would, I would have shook your hand and said, you know, just like I meet lots of people after show and said, hey, that was a really nice guy, you know, with a family. And yeah. that would have been the end of it. But I think it was talking to you. There was an instant bond between all of us, right? That yeah. we had more in common. And I think it's, you know, led to this. And quite frankly, having a lunch together. I'm sure you're talking about the lunch we had together this week. Yeah. Up to last week. You know, we were just pen pals and mutual admirers of yep. each other and, and friendly people. It was yep. really nice to take yep. that relationship to the next level. Yeah. Maybe go through a slight hardship. To, well, you went through, go through, go through a conflict together. Maybe that's the right way. We went through a conflict together. Yeah. I dropped a couple F bombs. It kind of like, it's like, okay, now we're really going to get to know each other at a human level. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that's really cool. 
and it was and it was addressing the conflict. It was absolutely beautiful what you did and why you dropped those f bombs is because <laughs> they log house which normally is you know those those people have money when I was when I was young before I was married in my my drinking days uh, their their son owns the bar he was he was very good to me I had my own drink in the bar but you yeah. know his, his you know parents they they had money and they they sort of as soon as as soon as we all walked in what what are you riffraff doing here uh without and then and then it, when it became very clear that as they as you said that they were not going to lift a pinky to help us, my wife was dropping some f bombs back in the corner like why why you know why why are we even bothering with this? We should go to Tosnos. and yeah. so you you were back there at the table. Um, I guess you can sum it up a little faster than I can, but they didn't have an accessible table, and they didn't want to move you to an accessible table because we had to wait till whoever was done at whatever spot, and yeah. we didn't have that kind of time. It was one thirty. You had to set up at three o'clock. Um, it just it just wasn't going to work. So. While they stuffed us in a corner and said, we'll bring you drinks, you went back to talk to the guys, and we were like, we should go to Tosso's. And you popped around yep. the corner and said, "What? how do y'all feel about Moondog Pizza? We like Moondog Pizza. But I said, do you like seafood? And you said, we like everything. So I said, great, <laughs> let's go to Tosso's, because I have known Tosso all my life. I have... I, have grown up eating his steaks and his seafood, and I knew he would take care of us, and he certainly yeah. did. Um, well, I think the, the thing that Ruben I learned, and he and, and just to admit it, I didn't think about accessi- accessibility mm-hmm. until I got there. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, we I, I said, man, I can't, I can't um, believe I didn't think to check that before, and I saw the rant. I'm like, okay, we're good. Right. The thing that I picked up on, and, and it, I, I, I'll use the term unconscious bias. I don't think that manager meant in, any in, ill intention at all. So I don't want to, I don't want to question anybody's motives or anything. But I think that unconscious bias, and I don't, I'm assuming she didn't have any clue who you are you, you no. in the past. No. The way that she talked to me and talked over you, like, no. presuming that your your physical limitation also translated into other limitations. Right. That was that was what hit me like a ton of bricks. Right. I didn't realize And that, the and the fact yeah. that you picked up on that. Yeah. You no know, ninety nine percent of other people would never pick up on that. But the fact that you picked up on that means that you and I are gonna be friends forever because we get things that most yeah. people do not get. But I think yeah. I think you have to have an artistic soul to appreciate things like that. You know, yeah. we, we have the, we have the, you couldn't tell it by looking at me is what I tell people all the time, but I'm not the athletic type. I was, <laughs> you know, I, I was always, I, but I never thought, you know, gee, I wish I could get up and walk so that I could play sports. That was never something I wanted to do. It was like Mm -hmm. I had to have a set of drums when I was five years old, even though I could not hold the stick in my hand 
because I wanted mm-hmm. to be like Phil. Yeah. You know, well, five years old. So with that being said, uh, you know, I just, the, the fact that you pick up on that, you know, I was probably, I was probably 15 years old before I could go into a restaurant and the hostess would hand me my own menu. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, you know, and that's the, I deal with crap like that every single day. Most, yeah. day, most days I can take it. Uh, my wife is a lot more sensitive about it than I am because yeah. she, because if somebody was doing it to her, I would be much more sensitive about it too. That's, that's just how it is. But, and, and Bella, and I'll have to edit this out too, but you know, Bella, she, 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 she does not care. She was screaming at people to move out of the way at Disney world. And we were screaming at them and they still wouldn't move, but she was screaming at them. He get out of the way. My daddy's trying to come through. And you know, that, that just, makes every every hardship every every shun in the world that you get mm-hmm. that just makes it all worth it like i do it all again for that little one you know yeah. but i yeah. i deal with crap like that every day but i had been, the the point is i had been to log house i had been served there i you know i i have given them my money and so they yeah. should know I didn't know that particular one, but they should know that, you know, I patronize their business and and yeah. my money spends like anybody else's money, but I don't have to spend money there anymore. And, you know, That's right. and that, even though I had answered the question, you said, well, it's his life. He needs to be the one to decide. And the fact that I even answered the question articulately, mm-hmm. and then it was still thrown back to you. Or thrown back yep. to image. <laughs> exactly. That was exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had proven that I could speak up for myself, and yeah. uh, but it, I still was not going to be heard. And so we went to we went to we went to Tasso's, and Tasso changed Tasso changed the ambiance of the entire evening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he Tasso is like. A Greek chef out of a movie script. Yep. I mean, his physical stature, his accent, his demeanor, his his tone, and his welcoming, you know, attitude was just like it was like it was scripted. <laughs> it was so awesome. Poor Pete. I didn't think he was going to make it through that meal of catfish. He, <laughs> he was he was just so excited. I'm I'm glad he didn't have to change shorts or anything. He got very <laughs> he he got very excited over that catfish. Turning trying to channel, and I'm just I'll for me personally, you know, I'm living a pretty charmed life right now. Things are going the way for myself and my family the way I want them to, but mm-hmm. I know that could change any day. Mm-hmm. And if I just try to think of a way to be positive and take that experience in a positive, you know, I thought about like leaving them a one star review, but I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I thought to deal with like that restaurant is just like, send them a note. You said, I want, I want, I plan to just send them an email and go, this is our experience. 
I don't want to complain. I don't want to make you feel bad, but I want you to understand. And I want you to take that learning, you know, and if, and if, and if they don't take that learning, fine. Right. But I feel like to express what, how they made me feel, how I perceived they made you feel and what opportunity they missed. I'm like, that's the best thing we can do is try to like make it better for the next person that goes in there or maybe teach them a lesson that, that maybe they can take forward and, and better themselves regardless of what went wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, that being said, we all had a great time at Tasso's. Everybody liked his food, right? Everybody. Oh my God. It was so good. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were like, yeah, this is a, this is a commercial for Tasso's because after all that waiting and impatience and whatever, like when I walked in the door, everybody had a bowl of hush puppies and a water and, and, and some tea. Like yeah. it was instant. Yeah. You know? And that's what good Southern restaurants do, right? Yeah. You're instantly seated. You're instantly brought some tea. You never, your glass is never more than half empty to keep it full. And, and they just, they rolled out the red carpet parts. It was so cool. And another thing about Paso that you'll love, he drives this big white truck. He drives a big white pick, pickup truck, country music blaring. <laughs> Greek we, we, we got, we got out of yeah. There was no there was no there was no accordions, no anything. We 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 but we got out we got out of the van and Tasso hangs out the window. I I come back in a minute. I'd be back in a minute. You wait for me. I'd be back. And that was Tasso. Love it. That's the connection that he has. I mean, he came out and welcomed each one of you individually having never seen you before and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. well I, and I think that was part of your factor right i think he you brought a big group in so he knew that there must have been i don't know i think he just sensed since the occasion right yeah um, he knew based I, on his relationship with you and and the energy that we brought in so it was, he, i think he just he matched us yeah, that's where we were. He knew us. And with that being said, I I just absolutely loved the banter, the the banter between between you guys was just like it was like being on a rock and roll tour bus. I mean, I like that, yeah. that's what I've always dreamed of. Just watching the, the just listening to all. Well, and I was at that show, and I was at that show, and yeah. and of course I told my my famous. Uh, story of the Roseland Ballroom where I goofed up and froze up. Mr. Chance. Yeah, miss, and yeah, and Bella refers to it. Daddy, is that when you blew it with Phil Collins? Not, <laughs> you know, not to mention the fact that I was lucky to get into the show at all because I had the wrong tickets and almost turned myself over at 52nd and Broadway. Just, yep. the fact, just the fact that I was in the building alive should have been a testament to my <laughs> endurance, but but it'll all, it'll always be talked up to. Doesn't matter that I got engaged that evening. Doesn't matter that I saw Phil with the Punk Brothers. What matters is I blew my chance to say hello to my idol. Um, and I would gather that he's been your idol too for some time. Yeah, so. yeah I would say. Um, I mean, of people outside of my, you know, parents and and real you know, direct mentors in my life. So you had, um, you had a very musical family. Um, not very musical, but my, um, 
my brother is a drummer and he taught me to play drums. So mm. that's, that's how I really got into my, I will say this. My parents were not musically talented, mm-hmm. um, but they liked to be always had music in the house and they fortunately, so I grew up in the you know late seventies, early eighties. Right. They fortunately took me to rock concerts when I was 11, 12 years old. So they, they, my brother was five years older. He turned to me on the things like progressive rock and, and bands like Genesis. Mm-hmm. And my parents, the stuff that he was bringing home in the mid seventies, they liked so that they weren't right. listening to fifties music like other people of their generation. Right. Were they were right. listening, they were listening to my brother's music. So all of us rallied around that music of the seventies. And that's what turned me on the progressive rock and kind of led me down the Genesis path. And um, so they would take us to concerts when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't say they were musical, but they nurtured it. And and they allowed my brother and I to have, we had kind of like a dining room and a, and a family room. And they turned the dining room, we turned the dining room into a drummer with two huge drum sets that he and I would play. Again, that's something else that kind of turned me on early was double drumming. So I was double drumming before I even knew about Phil and Chester. My brother and I would put on records and, and play together. So that's kind of how I got got the bug. And you would do the Phil and Chester thing with the with the with the drum duets. That's amazing. Yeah, we never did Genesis. You know, I mean, we never did a drum duet together. But I remember we used to put we used to put on. I think we probably played the Three Sides Live back in the day together. Yeah, uh, that's, sure that's currently uh, what is on Bella's Genesis rotation. Like yeah. she has a game where she plays Genesis. She does the mm-hmm. voices of Phil, Mike, and Tony, and they may be brought into her world, which might also include Justin Bieber, Billie Eilish, and all all those that I that I I hate that she's I hate that she's veering away from that, but I want her. I want her. <laughs> Billie Eilish is, is cool. I mean, if there's if there's someone current that she's going to get into, you know, Billie Eilish from a, from a talent standpoint. Yeah. I think is, you know, and it's, you know, it sucks that this generation, you know, 30, 40 years ago, right. Billie Eilish would just be another great artist. Right. But now she's just like one of a handful of great artists. Right. So, because, but that's the time, that's the time we live in, you know, because, because we live in the golden age. 